is the Mindset Athlete Podcast and I'm your host, James Roberts. I'm a two-time Paralympian and owner of James Robert Fitness, which is an online training, nutrition and mindset coaching business. First of all, I'd like to thank Lauren Williams for suggesting this quote to the show. An athlete is a mindset, it's how you prepare, think and execute. Not because of some elite status or physical stature, anybody can be an athlete by Chris Hoth. And each week on The Mindset Athlete, we like to bring you inspirational athletes, a message, or experts talking about human optimization to teach you how to change your perception of your mindset and become 1% better. And on today's show, I've got Gary Holness. Gary's been a professional account executive for over 20 years. He had a near-death experience in 2005 during the London bombings after his leg amputation and relearning to walk, it has inspired him to change his life and become a motivational speaker and author. So welcome onto the show, Gary. Thank you very much and thank you for having me. I'm much appreciated. Oh, the pleasure is absolutely all mine, Gary. Um, obviously, for my audience, I've known Gary for, what is it now, probably 10 plus years. Yeah. Um, so to give some context for, for the listeners, obviously I know you from back in the days when I was in the, in the National School for Volleyball. What little nugget would you like to add in addition to the introduction that I've, I shared there? Life is what you make it. Um, life is what you make it and everyone in life has negative thoughts and negative thoughts should be looked upon like a bird that flies into a tree, lands on a branch, and then flies away. So let a negative thought come in one ear and just let it fly away the next ear. Don't dwell on those negative thoughts. And always find something that you should be grateful for in life. Um, the fact that you're alive and you're breathing, be grateful for that. The simple things. Don't overthink things. And one last thing I'd like to add to that as well is the past is already gone. The future is not guaranteed to nobody. Live in the now, the present, and appreciate the time that you have right now. On, on that note, Gary, per, per se, and obviously I, I, I'm doing it slightly differently. If, if you do hear songbirds in the background, I'm doing it outside for once, for a change, just to mix it up. But I think, why do we have this tendency to either dwell on the past, and obviously, secondly... You may have seen this as well on social media. People have had a tendency to either be, I've seen on Instagram or Facebook, wishing for a return back to normality in the future. Why, why, why as a human beings, do you think, and obviously it's your opinion, we have a tendency to do that? Sorry, so the question is having a tendency to want to wish to go back to what we went to, what, what, where we was? Yeah. Um, I think people are scared of change in general. Um, when you come out of your comfort zone, it's a scary thought. And I feel like because of that, people are uh, unaware of what lays ahead of them. So they want to stay in that comfort zone and wish that they can go back to 2019, so to speak, and live, and live like that. It's never going to be like that. It's changed and it's going to change that. It's going to stay like this forever. And when I say it's going to stay like this forever, I'm not talking about the virus. I'm talking about society in general. It's going to change. 
So we have to accept the fact that this change is coming in and try to, uh, how can I say, blend yourself with it and go along with it, so to speak, rather than fight against it. Do you know what I'm saying to you? Um, yeah, sort of like go with the tide rather than fight against the tide. It's there, so you got to utilise it. You think on that basis, that's why a lot of people, and I'm only grasping at straws because obviously I don't know the statistics of it, but do you think that's why a lot of people are going to have mental health, or, or, or should I say, will be suffering with mental issues because they're pushing against the tide? Yeah, I accept where they're at. I I 100% believe that that is part of the problem. Uh, they're so comfortable in their in their in their position and where they are in life that this change is going to throw them off key because familiarity. You know, um, they like to be where they are. And again, like I say, when you come at your comfort zone, it's a scary feeling, and for that that's going to cause some mental anxiety, some mental stress, because they're not used to what's going to be going on in front of them in the future. But do you think it because it was an un... I'm trying to think of the word I want to use. A change that they didn't have complete control over versus, you know, say, if you want to change your physique, you want to change your diet, you want to change your mindset, you have some some sort of control mm -hmm. to a certain extent because obviously you can be skewed or um, I don't want to use manipulation in that way but in terms of you can be kind of coerced by other yeah. people to change that whereas with the situation we find ourselves in it is something that is completely unknown so the change has kind of happened like in a blink of an eye. Yeah, so again, like the same, this change has been kind of forced upon us. And as human beings, when things are forced upon you, you, you resist. Um, you want to push against it. But then in saying that as well, in life in general, there's always going to be things that happen that changes your perspective in life. Um, and it's how you deal with that change. And it's how you change that perception within you. Some of these um, things that happen within us, in the outset, they might look like it's, it's, it's wrong or it's negative. But then if you change your perception and look at it in a completely different way, it might be fantastic. It might be beautiful for you. It might be the change that you actually needed. Do you think that mindset for you, Gary, has been obviously instilled from you from obviously having a, well, literally uh, reading your story that what you shared with me on LinkedIn, uh, to, 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 to get, get you on, on the show, do you think having that near-death experience has kind of given you a sense of what we discussed about off-air, of you've got a purpose, so you know you have to serve because you've been given a second chance? 100%. I mean, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to combine that with what we just spoke about before, Ran. Um, I believe I have a second chance in life. Because I was next to the suicide bomber in 2005 in the 7th of July bombing. And 26 people around me died. So my thing is, because I was right next to him, and I didn't die, and I'm still here, I've got to be grateful for that fact. And there's been days upon days and years that I've been thinking, why am I still here? And I question myself about that. And the, the answer will come to me in various different ways. 
I might go to a gym, I might just clean uh, my neighbor's car. And the gratitude that I get from these people or the fact that I've uplifted them made me feel like I'm here to serve other people, inspire and help other people. So that made me feel like that's part of my purpose for being here. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, so, so that in itself gives me um, um, uh, strength to con- continue my path in life. And do you think, obviously, uh, I'm, quite, I'm quite happy to, to share what we discussed. Offer, do you think that is when you're told by a, I'll call it a father figure, the, as, as the government being, being that, do you think because we've been told we can't do something, we kind of go back inside ourselves internally to our teenage years? Well, I don't like what I'm being told, so I want to I want to rebel. Yeah, hundred percent. I feel like uh, definitely it's 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 fighting against authority. It's having. I don't think it's fighting against authority. I actually think it's that inner being within us because we're spiritual beings having a human experience so i feel like it's the it's the being within us orchestrating or telling us that you know what this is not right for us or 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 this is not as an individual then this is not right for me i don't feel comfortable with this so because this doesn't seem comfortable with me i'm not going to do this um that's one part of it the second part of it is that we do have in life in general, people that, no disrespect to anyone, that are sheeple. And when I say that, they follow each other. And if one person says, well, I'm not doing it, then everyone says, yeah, that's right, I'm not going to do it. So they have other people thinking for them. And I also believe as well, we're in a society where the media, so to speak, thrive off negativity. So they're always going to push this negative uh, uh, agenda on us. That will create fear, and what people what people do when there's fear about, like again, like you said, they go inwardly, so they fight against what's going on instead of actually looking at it and trying to change their perception about whatever is happening and try to look at it from a different point of view. And again, I say that to you again. I missed a point earlier on; it's just come back to me again. I say it to you again. When I was in hospital after losing a lower part of my left leg. Uh, in my head, I don't know anyone that's lost a leg. So my thing was, how am I going to live? How am I going to survive? Why, how, uh, it, was, it was just too much for me to deal with. I remember going downstairs um, in the re- 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 rehabilitation ward, and I saw this woman, she must have been about 60 or 70, and she had two prosthetic legs on, and she was walking through, uh, she was just walking. I was like, wow, that just changed my perception. And this is what I'm saying about, changing the perception you see something and you deal with it within your own self and you go by how you feel within yourself so first of all i didn't believe i could do it because i don't know anyone that's done it but i've actually physically seen someone walk past me with two prosthetic legs and i've only lost one leg so why can't i do it so that changed my perception so what's it going to take for for obviously people um to change their perception because obviously we, uh, you're you're down in London. I'm up in North Wales. The the do you think it's to having conversations via it remotely to be able to see well you physically and 
well, more so I could probably see emotionally that you, you are dealing with the situation uh, in a positive way. Or physically, probably you probably would struggle because it's bit, you know, I can't pick up all the cues. But do you think it's basically trying to keep some sort of even keel and a normality to kind of create these conversations and to, I, to kind I of keep moving forward? Yeah, I do think pushing forward, you do need to find, I would say, find your tribe. And what I mean by that is find people that are like-minded and people that's going to lift you up when, they, when you know that you're slipping or, yeah, when you know you're slipping or they feel like they know you and you're slipping um, to kind of give you that inspiration to keep going. Because, uh, like, again, I say to you, there's a there's few negative people that are out there and you don't want negative people around you pulling you down because sometimes you might be doing something that's fantastic and because they can't do it, they're going to find something negative about it. Well, you want people around you that when you're doing something brilliant, it's going to say, mate, that is absolutely fantastic to give you that, that, that um, feel-good factor within yourself, mm. you know? And when you're feeling good, yeah, so if I'm giving you that feel-good factor, if you're feeling good, I'm going to feel good that I've made you feel good. Is what I'm saying to you. So we bounce off each other. So it's having that positive tribe around you that inspire you and lift you up whenever you're feeling down or you feel like you're slipping. And I think that's the main thing. Um, and that in itself would help change your mindset. So what kind of strategies have you in, 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 in instituted and I don't know if that's a word in that in that kind of sentence from the very beginning to be kind of keeping on 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 obviously because we, we what we discussed off air has been people are going to have a tendency to have a massive high or a massive low. What have you kind of done to keep a kind of a balance or an even keel? Well, to begin with, it's actually confronting and being aware you have a problem. and facing into that problem and once you face into that problem and accepted that you do have a problem seeking help um because i went for a, a period where i was down out and i was suicidal i can say that you know um i felt like i had nothing to live for but i faced i faced in and and tried to understand um why i, I was so tra traumatized so to speak so I seeked medical counsel. I was seeing a therapist for a while. And by seeing that therapist, it kind of triggered me to start thinking a little bit more positive about myself. And what I'd done as well was I confronted my fears. And once I started confronting my fears, everything was like a step-by-step -step process. You can't, you can't run before you can walk. So I just took it step-by-step-by-step. And I can, I, can, I can slowly see the change within myself. So then I would start giving myself little challenges. Um, for example, I, when I first got my prosthetic leg, I would go outside and try to wash my car. But by trying to wash my car, I was trying to get used to my surroundings in and around me and my walking and, and balance. So that was the first thing that was done. So I put a challenge up to myself. And when I'd done that, I had that feel-good factor within myself, like, wow, you can actually do that. So that helps me. Um, going on from that, being able to help other people and 
that giving you a feel good factor. So one day again, I was cleaning my car and there was an old couple that used to park the car behind me or in front of me, wherever there was a space and they'd go into town. And every time I'd wash my car, there'd be a bit of banter between us. And they'd say to me, oh, when are you going to wash our car? Or you've missed a bit in your car. So there was always that little fun element between us. But one day I felt like I had enough strength within me to wash their car. And I did wash their car. But once I finished their car, I went into my house and I sat in my house and I thought, let me just see them when they're coming off the tram. So I was waiting for them to come from the town and eventually they did. I saw them come to the tram and I saw the older guy like giving his car a once over. But the smile that was on his face while he was looking at his car was like, wow, disbelief. And I was thinking, look what I've just achieved. I've just taken the, the focus off of myself and what I'm going through and put it onto these people and I've made them feel good about uh, coming to their car and it looking the way it did. So that made me feel good about myself. So it's switching the focus sometimes from yourself onto other people to uplift yourself. Um, again, another thing that I found within myself is gratitude. Gratitude is a massive thing. Um, I lost one leg, but I've gained four. I've got a walking leg, a dancing leg, a swimming leg, do you know what I mean? And a gym leg. But it's being grateful for those little things. The fact that I wake up in the morning, I'm grateful for that. So I'm saying to you, so it's finding those little elements of things. And the biggest thing as well, I'd say about, I found within myself, is forgiving myself. Now, everyone has a tendency that when you talk about forgiveness, you always talk about forgiving other people. What about forgiving yourself? So I'm saying to you, you might have, I don't know, swore at someone when you didn't want to need to swear at them. You might have had an argument or you might have seen a fight somewhere that you wish you might have jumped into. Or you might have, there's various different things that you could have done and you wish you could have done it differently. You've got to learn now to forgive yourself. Once you've forgiven yourself, that's the next stage, stage of moving forward. Because a lot of us hold things within ourselves and we're fighting within ourselves. We're having an internal fight within ourselves, which is not a good thing. Just you know what I'm saying to you? So it's good to actually go within see what these problems are and try and eradicate them within for you to have a better outlook on life. So, so on that basis then, Gary, obviously with you having the four legs and people might be curious to know this, how do you keep yourself grounded, be it you're not able to use at least one of the legs, the swimming one more specifically because that, that facility is closed. What do you have to do to keep yourself in a sense of positivity if you have a tendency to look at that and think of what if? What if in a sense where I was using the leg to go swimming and going to the sauna? Yeah. Well, I switched the focus. Um, what I do there is I know that swimming was good for me and I know that going in the sauna is great for me. But what I do then is I switch the focus. I switch off from that. I appreciate, again, like I said in the beginning, I'm not going in the future. I'm not going in the past. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the now. So what can I do now to uplift myself? What can I do now to inspire myself? So there might be times where I might pick up um, a, a drawing pad and start drawing because I've got soft pastels. So I might start drawing. Um, I've done uh, a few months ago before the lockdown, but a few months ago, I'd done a nutrition course. 
so that I get my brain working. So I was finding a course to do. Um, there's sometimes I do songwriting, I write songs. So it's finding something else different to do that you would have done in that time, but do it now. Because you're, uh, we're, we're, we're multi-talented. It's going within to find that talent and pull it out. And I find that there's so many different things that I am now aware that I can actually do that I'm, I'm even surprising myself. I'm doing exercises with resistant bands that I didn't know I could do beforehand. So it's finding those, those, those other outlets within yourself is what I would advise people to do. And, and, and for that basis, it's kind of, would you say it's a, you're not doing it as a distraction technique, you're doing it as something to acquire a new skill? It's, it, it's, it's, it's both of them actually, is acquiring a new skill and a distraction. Um, because again, we don't know what the future holds. So who's to say that after this lockdown period is over and they let us out, yeah, in six months or a year's time, the same thing happens again. So I'm saying to you, so it's, if it does happen again, I will know what to do because I've already been in that situation. So it's, it's both, like I said, it, it's something I'm learning within myself and it's helping me to, to, to um, get over this period where I might have gone to the gym, gone in a sauna or, or, or gone swimming. So it's allowing me to... Um, Become a better person within, actually. Yeah, it's allowing me to become a better person within because it's allowing me to bring my talent to the fore, which it might have been held down before, Ryan, because you know what? Every single day you're doing the same thing over and over again. You become robotic in what you're doing. So what this is doing is allowing me to go in and pick out new talents within myself. Uh, reading now, writing. I'm, I'm writing um, um, an article for some magazine to do with uh, trauma again. See, and these things I wouldn't have done before and if I, was in, if I wasn't in the lockdown. So that's why I look at the lockdown period as something where I can actually go within myself and bring out new talents that I didn't see beforehand. I don't look at it as a bad thing. I look at it as a good thing. You talk about that traumatic experience then, Gary, there, and, and you raise a poignant um, epiphany kind of moment to me specifically in terms of you know talking about going for a robotic phase what do you try and do from an exercise point of view or should i say well-being and longevity as an amputee with the restrictions that you've got so sorry what would i what what are, what are you, how are you keeping your well-being and longevity be it as an amputee kind of at the fore and keeping progressing by with, under the kind of circumstances that we find ourselves in, within the limited i won't call them resources i would call them uh the limited um do you know what i'm going to jump in because i kind of know what you're saying now for me, it's by creating new exercises. Okay. And by creating new exercises and putting up on my Instagram account and having individuals from all over the world saying, well, great, I didn't know that I could do that. So the fact that I'm helping someone somewhere in the world is very uplifting for me. That makes me feel like 
I'm getting out of bed each morning and exercising for a purpose. It gives me a purpose. Uh, there was a woman from, I think she was Californian or something like that, and I'd done an exercise um, to do with my glutes and my quads. And she goes, well, I didn't know I could do that. She's got the same kind of below-knee amputee like me. And she goes, well, I didn't know you could do that exercise. I'm so grateful that you actually put it on there. So that made me feel, wow, fantastic, great. Now that gives me, that gives me uh, inspiration. That gives me a vibe. That gives me um, um, a willingness to get up and like, yeah, let's hit this, man. Let's see what we can do today and who I can inspire today. Because like I said, again, I feel like I'm here to help, serve, and inspire other people. It ain't just about me, it's about helping other people. That's how I look at my life. And if I can help one person in a day, that's great. Is it trying to get out your own way then, in a sense, in terms of getting the ego out of? Yeah, yeah, the ego's gone. The ego's gone. In fact, I would say, I wouldn't go as far as say the ego's gone. It's understanding the ego, yeah, because the ego's always going to be there. It's understanding the ego and putting the ego to bed. But being able to help other people, that's my biggest, biggest thing for, uh, um, at the moment. And I think that's part of the reason, like this morning I got up, I've done a quick workout with, with the restriction ban that I've never done before, and I put it on my Instagram. The fact that I was getting up this morning to do it, I was buzzing. Like, what am I going to do this, man? Let me see how this is going to work out. And already I've got people coming back saying, this is a fantastic workout, well done. So that means now, for me, I'm helping someone else who may not have seen that exercise and think, wow, I can try that now, and that's going to help me. So for me, that's fantastic. Because again, like you're saying, everyone, we're all going through this uh, phrase where some people are flat, you know? Some people are feeling uh, uh, downcast, negative about things in life in general. Some people can't get to the gym. Do you know what I'm saying to you? Um, so the fact that I've done this, they might look at it and think, wow, okay, I can't get to the gym. I'm feeling a bit flat because I can't exercise. Let me go and get a restriction band and let me see if I can do this exercise, see if that helps me. I know people, I, I'm nodding away then. I know people can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think it is it is it is appreciating the the small the small things yeah. in, in life. And I think, I think, um, and that was my take home from, from being interviewed myself yesterday. It's like, well, that's where I want, or I implore that obviously us as a society keep because we lost, we've lost sight of those little things, you know, being grateful for the, 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 the wins and you and I talking about before we came on, obviously we, even if we have, um, I'll quote Jay-Z here, you know, 99 problems, but we don't actually think about the, the one thing that was actually good. 100%. Um, that 1%, that 1% uh, that's going to push it over the edge. And I think, obviously, we live in a culture that is, it doesn't matter if it's news, it doesn't matter if it's sport, it doesn't matter if it's politics. There's always something wrong with it. And I think uh, you talk about perspective. I didn't watch the. I didn't. I didn't have a tendency to watch the news before this happened. So thinking, See? well, what what has changed? I, I've stopped doing it now. But what Brilliant. what is, what is what has changed for me going from not care? Not I would say not caring. That's probably not, that's a bit heartless. Um, to not want to be engaged with it, to want to be consumed by it. And I think obviously you talked about it. Uh, 
magnificently in terms of obviously it's you kind of go into that sheep mentality where everybody's doing it i think i need to stay informed where obviously listening to other people yeah family going to tell you what's happening because they'll keep you up to date yeah and again like you just said there we thought we're going to sheep mentality you're not being funny i'm going to ask you a question there have you got bag loads of toilet paper in your ass uh, you see? Now, the reason I say that, um, remember that mentality that everyone had. Let's run out and get toilet paper. Not, what is that all they're made of now? There's not lots of bags. There's, I think, because because I'm living with my mom, she felt bad because obviously it was a. Um, I don't mind giving the supermarket a plug because it's that's who we were shopping with, Tesco's, and she'd done a home delivery, mm. but I'd gone to the supermarket. I think a week before, got like the bare minimum. I think like. I think the smallest like a four pack and then ordered it for the longevity of it and got yeah, it, something a little bit bigger but it wasn't because of scarcity i think it was because you didn't know how long that kind of mentality was going to be kicking in point taken point taken but the biggest thing along uh, what was going on there everybody was running to get toilet paper they forgot about um, uh, uh, soap and things like that. Everyone rushed for, for toilet paper. I had a friend of mine's, a woman friend of mine, who was shopping, and she saw these people getting all this toilet paper, and she thought, I need to get toilet paper. And she rushed and got the toilet paper. And when she was walking in, she's like, why am I getting toilet paper? The sheep mentality kicks in. That's what I'm saying to you. And this is what happens when you follow the media too much. Because, again, you've got to understand that, no disrespect to the media, they've got to do their job. But they already have an agenda. Mm. they have to follow their agenda who knows what their agenda is apart from them so they throw this fear into everybody and everyone runs along with this fear if you stop watching the news you're not involved in that fear you're just going to be following what you believe deep within your soul because don't get this twisted yeah like i said before and we are spiritual beings having a human experience so spiritually, you will know within your soul, in your pits of your soul, it's called your instincts then, within inside you, what is right and what is wrong. Follow that. Don't follow what anyone else is, is pushing at you or throwing at you. You've just got to follow what's right within your soul. Yeah? When this thing was kicking off and everyone's rushing to go and get things, I just stayed in the house. I thought, okay, I'll go when I'm going. Do you know? And everything I've wanted, I've got. And that's because I'm not rushing around. I've got toilet paper, I've got dental, anything I've needed, I've got. But I've just took my time and I've just taken it nice and easy rather than be part of that, 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 that rat race that's running out to go and buy things left, right, and center. So this is what I'm saying. You've got to know yourself. You have to know yourself, is what I'm saying to you, and what's good for you rather than what people are telling is good for you because you know yourself better than anybody else. So that's another thing I'd say in this period as well is a great time to know yourself. Great time. And don't be scared of your own company. A lot of people out there are scared of their own company. I think it's a great time to know yourself brilliantly. So that when we do step out of this, we have, we come out as a better version of our previous self, so to speak. On, on, the, on, on that note then, Gary, in your opinion, obviously it's yours. Mm. Why do you think... And this, I'm, I'm curious to hear your answer for this one. Why do you think people have a tendency to be scared of their own company? 
I would say, I would say because first thing that comes here, again, I'm going by my instincts and what I feel my soul is telling me. And I would say that they believe happiness comes from outside, whereas happiness is an inside job. People believe they need to be, the only way they can be happy is if they interact with people outside. If you understand what I'm saying. They believe the only way that they can truly be happy or, or yeah, truly be happy is by an outside influence. So that's why they're scared of their own company or fearful of their own company. When in fact, happiness is the inside job. Like I said to you before, Ram, if you think about things that you've achieved in your life, or again, like I said to you before, and about writing yourself a love letter and then putting it under your pillow. And then when you go to bed at night, you read that love letter. That's going to inspire you. You're going to go to bed with a, on, 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 on a happy vibe. Yeah. Got you, but you've inspired yourself there. No one else helped you. And this is what I'm trying to get at with people. That's why I think they're fearful of their own company because they believe they need other people to make them happy. Is it ultimately... And I know there's Aldi's a truck coming now. So that microphone might pick that up as well. Do you think it's on top, additionally to that scarcity of their own company, that unwillingness to have complete silence? Because obviously, normally, it of would course. be it would be a feeling of relatable to I don't I don't know I I I I don't I don't know of where course. this belief comes from. That I don't like Sundays, but be it things are a lot slower, they're a lot quieter. Of course, of course, of course it is. But you know what it is as well, yeah? I agree with what you're saying there. Um, but for me, what that is, is that they have that quiet period and they have a lot of time to think. And in that thinking zone, so to speak, you're going to have negative negativity. And it's fear of having that negativity. Why they don't want to be by themselves as well. But again, like I say to you, it's all about your mindset and understanding. That's just part of life. Like the way we get up in the morning and you breathe. Yeah. It's the same way negative things are going to come into your head. You could have the most positive person in the world out there. He's still going to have negativity going through your, your mind. But it's how you deal with that negativity. Like I said before, Rand, and I'll repeat it again, negativity should just flow in and flow out. Do not dwell on it. It's going to come. When you, when you know that negativity has come, there's no point in you fighting it. Because when you put up that resistance, that resistance then, then becomes part of your aura and part of who you are. And that resistance within you then could bring upon some type of illness or ailments um, it can make you get a headache. It can make you start feeling depressed. It can make you bring. It can bring on anxiety. All these different kind of things can happen if you start fighting against that negative thing that's coming in anyway. Let it come in. You don't have to analyze it. Just let it come in, and then let it go out gently, and then try to focus your brain on something positive, or something that's uplifting, or pick up a book and read a book, or do something different that's going to change that perception in your head. Because again, we are the controller of our mind. I control my mind, no one else does. You control your mind, no one else does. So you control what's going on in there. 
like I, 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 another thing I was always said as well, yeah, you're your own best friend and your own worst enemy. It's all about perceptions and how people take in information and how people um, um, analyze certain things within their mind. If you look at life through rose-tinted glasses, then it's going to be beautiful. But if you look for it in dark glasses, it's going to be dark. It's how you perceive things. Again, if me and you are walking across a road together, and we walk, or me and you going to Tesco where you live, then for example, my view of going to Tesco's and your view of going to Tesco's is going to be completely different because of the journey that we've had in our life. So everyone's perception is going to be different, but it's how you choose to perceive things. So I'm saying to you, and again, how you choose to perceive things is based upon, for me, the people that you have around you, your tribe, so to speak. If you have positive people around you, your perception of life is going to be positive. If you have negative people around you, your perception of life is always going to be negative, and that's going to always cause you with that anxiety. So always be around positive people. But obviously, in, the, in, the, in this time, it's quite diff, difficult. Obviously, well, I, I've obviously put steps in place, and probably other people have as well. You're either getting rid of people that, are, if you scroll through their entire feed, it's kind of COVID, COVID that it's like, well, that's I don't want to particularly go in. I've got as far to say, yeah. Sorry to cut in, but I've got as far to say, yeah. I'll go on Facebook, and I'll write my motivational post, um, things on Facebook, and I'll come straight off. Because there's so much negativity on Facebook, I think, why am I on here? But then there might be one person that can help. So I put that positive message in and I come straight back out again. So again, is you control what goes on in your mind. News, I don't watch the news. Because for as far as I'm, it's too negative. There's aspects of it I will watch, but I don't, I don't watch the news. Newspapers, I don't buy it. I used to buy them, but I'd go straight to the back page and look at the football and see what's going on in the football. Because there is no football, there's no need for me to buy it. Mm-hmm. So we choose what we want to put into our mind. You have a choice to watch TV. You have a choice to go through everything on Facebook. You have a choice to buy a newspaper. It's up to you to choose what information you want to put into your system. Because whatever information you put into your system is going to vibrate with inside you. And I choose not to make negative, negative things come within me. That's my choice. So what would, you be, what would your advice be then on, on, on my penultimate question to you then, Gary, to alter those vibrations within yourself then? To, if you are having the tendencies to be a little bit down in this moment. Talk it out. Find someone that you can relate to on a level and talk it out with them it's good to talk it's it's fantastic to talk let out it's not about ego let the ego go so i'm saying to you there's a lot of things in life we generally just let it go find someone that you can just just be free and talk what you need to be talking about and bounce your ideas off of them and bounce your your emotions off them um, I think that's a beautiful thing to do. I also think gratitude is, is one of the key things that we spoke about before, Ran, and being grateful for certain things. Connecting with people and helping others is another beautiful thing to do. Um, forgiveness, 
forgiving yourself um, and finding a, a reason to carry on. So I'm saying to you, um, my main reason to carry on was my mum. Like, like I spoke before, Rand. Um, yeah, it was my mum. She was my driving force. She helped me to kind of get over the initial part of the bombing, so to speak, because I had to draw on her energy and her strength of what she went through in life in general. And I'd be thinking that my mum's kind of looking over me. Do you know what I'm saying to you? My mum's here looking over me and she would want the best for me out of life. So that was kind of my driving force. And a fact as well that 26 people died around me in, in, in the bombing, the London bombing. And I feel like even if I'm living for one of those people, I have to live life. So try to, to try and pick out positive things for you to kind of um, vibrate with, to push you forward. And don't, and don't, and don't feed off the negativity. There's too much negativity, negativity out there. And I'm a strong believer of negativity breeding negativity and positivity breeding positivity. That was one of my mantras when I was in hospital. And I strongly believe that. So, so, uh, so, so to, to reiterate that kind of thing, um, I would say that my seven, um, so to speak, ways forward would be to find a reason to carry on. My survival, my seven core survival tactic would be find a reason to carry on, which was my mum, find your tribe positive people, inspiring people that's going to lift you up. Talk it out so you find someone that you can, you can relate to and talk about your issues or your situation that's not going to belittle you or put you down but actually lift you up. And it's good to talk. It's good to get things off your chest because a lot of us have things sitting on our chest and it's eating us up. The minute you start talking about it to other people, it releases that and it releases that negative energy that's inside you. Um, gratitude. Be grateful for the things that you have in and around you. Be grateful for the day. Be grateful that you woke up out of your bed. Be grateful that you're breathing. Be grateful you've got food. Be grateful you've got a house that you're living in. The little things in life we've got to be grateful for. Sometimes we just push them to one side, and I don't think we should do that. I think we should, we should embrace them, these small little things, because those little nuggets are the ones that's going to help us along our path in life. Yeah, Connect with, uh, connect with and help other people. That's a beautiful thing because it takes the focus off of you. It puts it on them. The fact that you can help other people is a beautiful thing because sometimes when you're down and out, you think, oh, what am I here for? And I shouldn't be here. And the fact you've helped someone else is like, whoa, I've helped someone, you know. I'm here to help other people. It makes you feel good with inside you. It's, up, it's an uplifting vibe. Um, another one, fake it until you make it. So sometimes you can't do certain things in life. Do you know what I'm saying to you? But, for example, I was washing my car another day. And while I was washing my car, oh, sorry, I was about to wash my car. and I had a, 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 a bucket of water. And as I came off the pavement, I could feel myself falling. And as I was falling, I kind of turned it into a dance move kind of thing, yeah? And I got back my, my, my balance. But I faked, I faked it, the dance move, because it wasn't supposed to be a dance move, but I faked it to make it, so to speak. But my thing was, if I'd have fallen, I'd have been like, oh, why me? Why am I going through this? Blah, blah, blah. The fact that I faked into a dance move brought joy to myself. I could look back at that and laugh. So fake it until you make it. 
don't be so hard on yourself. That's another thing that we do. We're very hard on ourselves, very self-critical. Don't be self-critical on yourself. So I'm saying to you, and last and not least, the biggest thing for me as well is to is learn to forgive. And forgiveness is not about just other people. It's also about yourself. Learn to forgive yourself. Do you know what I mean? Okay, you might have not got up today at 8 o'clock to do a workout. So, forgive yourself. Move on. Do you know what I mean? Don't be so hard on yourself. So those are my, my seven key points that I'd actually provide with people as core tactics of survival with regard to trauma and adversity. So on that note, Gary, once again, thanks for coming on the Mindset Athlete Podcast. Mate, it's been a pleasure. Because again, like I say, it's good to talk. And even talking to you is inspiring me. It's bringing me all the way back to when we used to play volleyball. Do you know what I'm saying to you? And, and how fit you was and how I was back in those days. So it's beautiful to talk, man. It's a, it's a, it's a pleasure talking to you, bro. Oh, it's my pleasure. Have a good day, my brother. If you like this episode, please do share it with your friends and do let Gary and I know what you thought of the episode by tagging us over on Instagram at one.foot.in and at James O. Roberts 11. And again, you can do the same on Twitter and Facebook. And in addition, if you had any follow-up questions, don't hesitate to shoot them over as well. And finally, don't forget to check out Gary on Instagram at one dot foot dot in as always don't forget to check out my free content at fitamputee.co.uk and click on the tab resources but not forgetting i've also started a new facebook group especially for the podcast which you can find by typing in the mindset athlete and last but not least and one especially for the amputees listen to this show i've recently created a facebook group called the amputee coach fitness and nutrition for amputees to help you lose 10 plus pounds so make sure to check those links out they will be in the description you can find all the show notes at mindsetgame.lipson.com under the category general so once again thanks for listening and i'll catch you next week for another episode of the mindset athlete podcast